This is it, y'all. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast anniversary extravaganza, where this episode kicks off a week of celebrating having my podcast for a year. And I know that's not as exciting to you guys, but I'm super excited and I'm super grateful for all of you who have been listening since the beginning or who have picked it up in the past couple months, or maybe this is your first episode ever. Just, I am so, so, so grateful for those of you that have listened and give feedback that I really want to have a lot of fun with this. I want to celebrate. I think it's really important that we celebrate our wins and Being consistent with a podcast for a year is hard in general, especially when you probably have ADHD and especially when you've got 16 hours a week to yourself because you've got one kid in this like hybrid program and I've talked about all these things before. So I am really excited. I am proud of myself. I am grateful for y'all and this is going to be really fun. We're going to get into the episode in a second. This episode is fun. I didn't ask me anything and some fun questions came in, which was awesome. But first, I want to tell you guys a little about this anniversary extravaganza and how you can get yourself signed up to win some cool stuff. So go to lizahippler.com slash anniversary, L-I-Z-A-H-I-P-P-L-E-R.com slash anniversary and get yourself on the list. Just by putting yourself on the list, you're going to get some entries for some giveaways. So that's awesome. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, uh, Liza Hippler, same L-I-Z-A-H-I-P-P-L-E-R. <laughs> so come over there, follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm going to be doing a lot of the updating. And you're also going to get, if you're on the newsletter, you'll also get some emails as well. And there are going to be some special things for just people that are on the email list for this extravaganza. So get yourself on the list too. There are going to be some fun giveaways. Those are officially announced um, on Instagram, but the big grand prize is a photo shoot with me. And no, you don't have to live in Nashville, which is where I live. (laughs) So you can, you can live wherever because we're going to do either in person or virtual, depending on your location. And if you're virtual, it's going to be an hour shoot because it kind of takes a while for me to tell you like where to put your camera. It's done over FaceTime. It's pretty cool. It's done on FaceTime. I take photos, tell you how to pose, and uh, then I edit them and you get a gallery and that's really cool. And if you are local or within driving distance, it's a 30-minute shoot with me. And I have a special announcement that I thought through just today. I'm going to give away two photo shoots as the grand prize. Because I know what it's like when you're entering a giveaway and everyone's like, tag a friend, tell your friends, tell your friend. And you're like, well, I want to tag my friends because I want more entries to this giveaway. But I also don't want to tag my friends because I want more chances to win this giveaway. So I thought if I gave away two photo shoots either virtual or in person, both of them, you know, either one, whatever is easier. Um, I thought if I gave away two, y'all might be more likely to tell people about it because then you could still win one and your friend could win one. So please share. And I'm really excited about that. And the photo shoot can be whatever you want. It is for one individual. And so we can do something for your brand. We can do something you can use on social media. We 
can just do something that really is just like true to who you are and maybe just give you some photos of yourself that feel true to whatever season you're in right now. But it's going to be awesome. All the details, all the details will be given out uh, on Instagram and on the newsletter and lizahippler.com slash anniversary. So go there and let's party. And also for those who are on the newsletter, there are going to be daily dance parties. Oh yes. Just 15 minutes, 15 minute dance parties. We're all going to hop on Zoom. I'll be dancing when you come in. I'm going to play some fun music. We're just going to dance. We're just going to dance for 15 minutes. And we're going to be like, hi, we're dancing. Hi, we're dancing. And we're going to dance. And then when 15 minutes is up, we're going to go, okay, bye. Have a great day. And that's it. It's just going to be easy and fun. And it's going to rock. So uh, yes, how many more things can I say about how great it's going to be? It's going to be fantastic. And there's going to be a lot of pop-up things that are going to be fun. I don't know about a lot of pop-up things. This is already a lot. But there are going to be some fun pop-up things, maybe some live Q&A. So let's have a good time. Let's do some giveaways. There are going to be some smaller giveaways leading up to the photo shoot giveaways. So hang out and play along with me and be present here for the next week. Uh, Also, one of the ways you can enter and get a decent amount of entries is to leave a review for this podcast. Yes, please leave me a review. Leave me a review. You can screenshot it and... DM it to me on Instagram, or I can just see that you left a review sometime during this week and you'll be, you'll be entered. You'll get a few entries for that. So all the details on the website and let's get started for this Ask Me Anything episode. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast. This is a space for those who believe in the possibility of change, healing, and leading an abundant life. We explore these transformations by nurturing connections with the divine, accepting our bodies, listening to our souls, embracing our unique gifts, talents, and passions, and then serving the world around you as only you can. Join us, whether you're an open-minded and open-hearted soul or someone curious about cultivating more openness, on the journey to live life with more presence, peace, purpose, and personal power. Who doesn't love some alliteration. I'm your host, Liza Hippler, here to always remind you and call out in you the incredible person you know you're meant to be. Let's dance. All right, y'all, we got all of the business over in the intro, so let's jump into the Ask Me Anything questions. I'm just going to go in order that they came in. So the first one was, what was my worst job? (laughs) So I lived in Los Angeles for 10 years, pursuing a career in the theatrical arts. And when you do that, you try to get all kinds of like weird jobs so that you can be available for um, auditions. (laughs) If if you're an actor, if you know anyone, it's always like, I've got to be available for auditions. But then like when auditions aren't coming in, it's like, oh, it doesn't really matter anyway. So I got this job where I worked children's parties as like whatever the children ordered, like whatever the, you know, like rich Southern California family ordered for their kid. So there was this giant warehouse. It was this huge warehouse full of costumes, like 
princess costumes, uh, like just kids movie characters, kids TV characters, like anything, pirates, policemen, rock stars, like anything that you could think of that a kid might like at their birthday party. Like this place was full of them. And so you would get an assignment and you'd have to come pick up your costume. And um, sometimes, sometimes your costume had music. So like I was a, I was a princess, I think twice. I, this job did not last long. Like I did not stay here very long. So I think I was a princess once or twice. And um, the bonus about princesses is you don't have like a head. You don't have a head to wear. So I'm going to tell you about that. That was like, this is the worst job. And then there was like the worst character within the job. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. <laughs> so I was a princess a couple times. It's nice because you don't have a head, but you have to park far away. They can't see the car because they don't want to be, you know, just suddenly disillusioned. And it was like, it was back when you had like boom boxes and stuff. So I had, I remember I was snow white, I think. And I got out and I had this like boom box and I had to hit play and start walking up to the house with like Disney music playing. And you have to be in character the whole time. And the kids just love you. Like they're like, oh, hi, Snow White. How are you? This is me. Oh my gosh. Can you come to my birthday party? Can we get a photo with you? And you have to do all these things. And you and it's like, it's a whole lot. And you have to learn, part of the training is you have to learn magic tricks. <laughs> the story just keeps getting better. You have to learn magic tricks. And so I had to learn balloon animals and I also had to learn, um, uh, like, I, I think like scarf, like things with scarves, like colorful scarves. I don't even, I don't remember, like, you know, you'd put them in your hand and they would go away or something like that. But I remember the balloon animals and I remember constantly being afraid they were going to pop. They never popped on me, but like twisting them and making them into like a sword or a crown or like a wiener dog, um, and I was always afraid they were going to pop. And there was something else with magic. This you had to do is like magic tricks, okay? So on one of the calls, the kid wants a Care Bear. Now, it's July. This was a summer job. It's July in Southern California. And I have to be a Care Bear at an outdoor party. So I am in like full fuzzy costume, head... And you have to wear these white gloves. That was key. This is a key part of the story, the white gloves, okay? So I wear these white gloves. And I get to the party and it was like, I mean, these people, definitely tons of money. Lots and lots of money. This gorgeous house, this incredible backyard. You know, and then you kind of talk to the parents when you come in and you're like secretly trying to talk to them through like your eyeballs. <laughs> on the big, Where you can kind of see out and talk out and... And they kind of slip you like a tip when you're done and stuff. But I was at this party. It was like five-year-olds, like four or five-year-olds. And these little kids were in the zone of like immediately, like, I don't think you're real. I don't think you're real. And I was like, this this is not awesome. They were they were like, I mean, they, they just follow you everywhere. And then you have a giant head on. You can't see. There's like no peripheral vision. So I think I, I believe uh, I was in like, 
their uh like a fort like a little like a tree house but on the ground i don't know some type of little backyard house they had for the kids and that's where i was supposed to do their magic tricks so when you are a character that has a head and gloves your first piece of magical magic is to uh make the gloves disappear and reveal that you have human hands so that you can do these magic tricks because the gloves fuck up the magic tricks so you have to be like and look at this magic i'm capable of taking my gloves off and these kids are like uh i don't know about this these look like human hands i don't know that i'm feeling this (laughs) i was like oh god and they were like you're not real are you real are you and i was like just pay attention to the magic Oh my gosh, I was like sweltering. It was so hot. The kids like were not having the thing. And then I think like the main kid was really like, are you real? Take your hat off, take your hat off. And then at one point I went to take photos with the kids. So we finished that and I don't I don't know. I, I think I just like trudged on through it. So we finished that and then we're sitting down on the lawn and someone's like, Oh, we want some pictures. So I just kneel and I kneel with like one knee down and one knee up so the kid can like sit on my knee. And the other kids are around. The kid on my knee sticks his hand into the back, uh, like up and into the head of this thing and starts like poking my neck and my hair. (laughs) And he's like... I knew you weren't real. Your head is in here. And I was like, I don't even know what to do. I was like in my 20s. I was like, oh my God, stop. I just like stood up fast and it was just terrible. It was a terrible, and I wish I had like a better ending. Like, and then I said this and it it like had more of like a climactic finish to the story, but it didn't. It just kind of peters out after this kid sticking his hand in my head and poking me in the back of my neck and like squeezing my hair uh yeah so not too long after that I quit that job and yay Mm -hmm. and that was my worst job and I hated it and I was like I hate this I'm done so I quit okay um so someone else asked question two if I have a dream shoot there's like 45 ways I can answer this question (laughs) welcome to an Enneagram 9 um, where I'm also like a major idea generator. Like I'm just like an idea factory. Um, I have a couple dream shoots. I have, I have some ideas. I don't know. They're like a couple that I'm not going to share. Like, I just don't feel like sharing them in case I do them one day, but I have a couple dreams, just really cool, like creative things that I would like to do that are just projects somewhere, somewhere I feel like, uh, it would probably be best if I collaborated with like a costume and set designer. So if you're a costume or set designer who might want to collaborate, let me know. <laughs> and you've got cool vision, reach out to me. Um, but I've got some some ideas there that I feel like would be just really kind of whimsical and fun. Um, I would love to shoot um, Pink one day. She's like my favorite singer. I would love to shoot her. That would be... That would be an incredible dream. Um, that'd be super cool. Her and Alanis Morissette are like my faves. So shooting either one of them would be pretty, pretty rad. Um, 
And then just so that's just kind of like one one's like a super creative thing that it, that's like a dream. That would be like a person to shoot. That would be a dream. And then um, and then honestly, I, like I have another piece of a, a dream where I would. I don't know if it's like a shoot, but I think I'd really like to. Um, I'd like to work with underprivileged kids, maybe like high schoolers who don't have a lot of opportunity, and maybe maybe shoot them to kind of to kind of reflect back to them, if I could, kind of their their innate worth and their innate power and belonging, but also to really give them the opportunity to shoot. Um, that's something that popped up on my heart maybe like a year and a half ago or so, two years ago. So I would love to make that happen. That would be a dream situation too. And that's um, that one is probably the most just doable. <laughs> so I got to make that happen. Okay, um, number three. All right, here we go. Um, I just turned 40. What are the top three must-haves for someone entering their 40s? such as practices, mindsets, habits, products, experience, etc. A, I love it. This person assumes that I have all this knowledge. Thank you very much. <laughs> I am 44. So I am in the first section of 40s. And out of all this, when I read this, at first I was like, oh, I don't know products. I don't know. Like, I don't even know. Like, I, it's so much of me feels like I'm still trying to figure shit out, y'all. I think the biggest thing that I would say in your 40s because it's, it feels like the biggest thing for me related to age is don't feel like it's too late. Don't feel like you're behind. Don't feel like why, why not? Why not yet? Why haven't I had more love, more success, more money, more whatever it is, more spiritual experiences, like whatever it is that you're like, I'm in my 40s, come on, like where, and I say this, I say this because, actually I said this to someone today, I was like, I'm 44, when is XYZ gonna happen? Like, so I think, and and I really try to settle into just like trusting the timing, like trusting whatever you believe in, like trusting God's timing, trusting your soul's timing, like just really be like like your 40s aren't the end and it still feels it still feels like it the more even though we're seeing more and more and more people doing things midlife and later it can still kind of feel like fuck <laughs> hurry up so i really think the mindset like if you can just really have the mindset of like there is enough time because I just trust my path and I trust that whatever I'm worried about not having enough time for has been planned. And if I'm open to receiving, if I'm open to receiving like, you know, messages or guidance or open to releasing my ideas for how things should look, that it will, it will come and it will be there for you. Um, so honestly, just any any mindsets, habits, practices that help support that, that allow you to be present and just really just really be present for the people you love. I, I, like 
this might be a second thing or it might be similar or it might, you know, like a offshoot of it. But I think as you're possibly waiting for whatever, trying to figure something out, like I think the other thing, and I, I just speak from my experience. So I think the thing for me would be just really open your heart to love. Open it as much as possible to love, to give love, to receive love from the people who you care about most, from the divine. Um, just take time, slow down, be present, smile more, make eye contact, listen. I think, I think those are the biggest things, those two things. Trust the timing, open your heart to love and presence. Um, yeah. Okay, number four. Hi, Liza, loving your podcast. Thanks. When you recognize that you're in a pattern or a cycle of behavior that's not serving you, what are the most helpful tools to get out of slash stop the cycle or pattern and ground back into presence and peace? I think this is another question where like there is part of me that is like I have an answer and then there is part of me that is like I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> I just I I don't know. I just I'm I am finding myself in a lot of my own cycles and patterns that are not serving me at the moment. And I think the things that I that I always tried before. Um, I don't know. I think some of them are good. I think some, some are, some have to go. I think some are good. I think some need to be doubled down on and some need to be like opened up to. So I think, and again, this is something I kind of talked today, um, with a friend about, I think when you're in a cycle, I think recognizing it, right. Is number one, owning it, you know, the first step is saying, uh, I'm an addict. I'm an addict of this cycle. I'm an addict of this. I'm addicted to this pattern. There is something about whatever the way that I've raised, whatever it is that has just perpetuated the cycle over and over and over and over and over. And now, you know, neuroplasticity tells us that there is a groove in your brain that you are just constantly sledding down, right? Just sled, 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 sled. And so it's easy. It's predictable. It's, um, it's habitual and it's real hard to get out of because you have to start a new sledding avenue in fresh snow when this has been packed down for years. So recognizing it is number one. I think number two is sharing it with people you trust and telling them that you would like to break it and maybe trying to get some accountability or at least just let them know like, hey y'all, like help me, help me work through this. Talk to me about this. Help me help me see when it's coming back around again or help me pause before I, I dip down into it again. I think it's really important to be able to have people to talk to. And even if like, even if you're just in it, even if you're like, shit, I'm deep in it and I can't get out and I understand it's a cycle and I I'm here. Like that's when you really need people to talk to. It's like, like I'm stuck down here. Help me. Um, and I think that's I think that's really important. I think I think the next thing, uh, 
I think one of the next things would be, and this is what I was talking about to a friend today, and and she reminded me of this. I think the next thing is to really determine, kind of thinking about like the serenity prayer, right? God, uh, what is it? Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So I think it's important in patterns to start to get down like, what can you actually do? What what can you control about your reaction, right? The second you notice this pattern, can you do something else? Can you say a different phrase to yourself? Can you get out of the room and, and meditate? Can you go for a run? Can you um, clap three times real loud? Like literally just like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like just a loud noise can do it. Can you... Um, Grab some ice, which sounds weird, but literally like just cold, just cold can, can kind of like shock you out of something. Um, is there something you can do to like break it? Just break it. Like just get like, okay, I've just broken it for a second. And then are you able to then like, what do I want to do from here? Um, but also like take, like taking a list of like, what can I do? What, what can I control and what can I not control, right? And likely what you can't control are the triggers, <laughs> the things that cause you to uh, trip up into this pattern. So you probably can't control the triggers. So you can control your reactions to the triggers. And I think getting really clear on what those are, understanding what the triggers are, trying to remove the triggers from your life, or I mean, if the trigger is a kid, one of your children or your spouse um, and you can get them to do work with you. That's fantastic. Otherwise you just got to do it your best. Do your best. Get, get some therapy, <laughs> get some therapy. Um, and then, and then realizing the things that you can control and really starting to figure out what you can do about those things. You know, can you avoid the triggers? Can you get out early when you see the trigger coming? Um, can you enlist like a partner to help you when you see them coming? Um, you know, there's lots of ways to kind of like stop. Like I'm not going to go into like, oh, did you hear my dog? He's on my lap as usual, curled up, little scruffy pants. Um, you know, we're not going to turn it into like a whole how to, how to, how to reframe, even though I know that's what the question was, like, how do you get out? But that's like volumes and volumes of things that there are probably a lot better people to really, really go into this. But I think being clear on what you can control and trying to work on that and then being clear on what you can't control, such as worry, other people's reactions, um, and then what do you do with that? And honestly, I was just talking to a friend. Okay, scruff. I was just talking to a friend today about this too. Same friend. We're having lots of discussions. Uh, I've shared this a little bit on my podcast or, uh, on my Instagram and I will share a little bit more here, but it's one of my goals this year to actually start to get to know a little bit more about Jesus. So I don't know. I don't know what type of listener you are. I don't know if you're gonna be like, oh, thank God. Thank God she's coming home to the Lord. <laughs> or if you're going to be like, oh no, oh God. It's either thank God or oh God. <laughs> I feel like are the two reactions. Thank God or oh God, I can't have someone else talk about Jesus. Um, that's how I 
was for a very long time. And there's something where like, I just want to know kind of like his purest messages on related to people's like, and this, and we sin and everything is bad. And he doesn't like this and he doesn't like this. Like, I just want to know, like, I just really want this. I, I want to see what it's like to create a personal relationship. Um, Russell Brand actually shared this thing talking about it and was like, at some point in your grown-up life, it feels necessary to have a relationship with the divine, with God, and and to make it personal. So literally, if if it feels like it's just me and God, just me and Jesus outside of like what this church says or that church says or this denomination says or that denomination says or this interpretation of the bible or that interpretation of the bible like just like like what is here and i'm finding in this cursory this beginnings of looking uh, i'm finding very much that it feels like he is more than meeting me and it feels very true and it feels like I definitely, in terms of this breaking patterns and um, because I have a very big pattern of uh, anxiety and worry and overwhelm. And I'm like, I need somewhere to put this because just being like, don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about things you can't control. And you're like, thanks. Okay. But feeling like there is something beyond me, someone beyond me. A divine being that I can say I'm just gonna give this to you like I like you've promised that I can hand you my worries and I can give that to you and it feels just so necessary at this point it feels like there are lots of things that I can do and have done in terms of meditation and grounding that are beautiful practices to kind of calm my nervous system but to really have this like open-hearted release, <laughs> my word of the year, and relief, it does feel important to have some type of relationship with some type of divine, whatever that is. Your higher power, God, source, Sophia, um, archangels, like, you know, whatever it is for you, but to feel like you can kind of cosmically hand it over I think is a really big deal. And and also to say to this being, I have this pattern and I need help. Like I have this pattern and I want to let it go. And in those moments where we just feel crushed by the pattern and we feel just taken down, it, to be able to say to, again, whatever, whatever your higher power is, to be able to say, I need help here. And I, I want you to take this and I, I'd like guidance is honestly, oh, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And um, if you don't believe in anything, I, uh, I don't know. I would recommend just trying it. You don't have to tell anyone. You don't have to let anyone know. But just see. Just see if the idea of like handing it over to some I don't know whatever you like even if it's nothing Christian that's fine if you just want the Christian females you know Mary Magdalene Mother Mary hand them over there and just see it's people have been doing it for thousands of years there's like an ancient energy behind it which is 
really fucking powerful, I'm realizing. So, um, yeah, we got serious after the uh, Care Bear situation. Uh, that's and, and that's my answer for now. And it may change later, but that's I'm answering also from the season that I'm currently in. And that's the season that I'm in. And I will t- I'm happy to talk about it um, and more thoroughly on another podcast episode. If y'all want to hear more about this journey and the season and what I'm trying to let go and what I'm learning and opening my heart up to. Um, or if you're just like, oh, God, it's okay. Don't. It's fine. Please don't leave. <laughs> Please don't leave. Um, we're still going to have fun. Okay. All right. Oh, same, same person says, what is your... Favorite movie and junk food. So I feel like because movie... (sighs) I really overthought this question. I feel like because movie and junk food were paired together, I feel the need to pick a movie that would require a choice movie-related junk food. Okay? Because, like, I could tell you, you know, like, I mean, who doesn't love Shawshank Redemption, right? Like, that's solidly one of my favorites that's a fantastic movie but it doesn't feel like a junk food movie um i guess that's okay let me tell you the movies that i can quote the best they're from my early teen years the movies that i've seen the most and can quote the best greece i think i've seen greece 52 times i counted that when i was younger (laughs) greece followed by top gun Followed by uh, The Fugitive. <laughs> Followed by Pretty Woman. Grease. Um, Grease, Top Gun, The Fugitive, and Pretty Woman are all like classics that I've seen a bazillion times. The Fugitive, I, uh, I really, really loved Tommy Lee Jones when I was 13. I just thought he was the coolest actor. I wanted to be an actor like... And you don't have a lot of, like, females to really look at in the 90s, <laughs> like, late 80s, early 90s. Um, and I just really liked him. I still like him as an actor. And I loved The Fugitive. Showed it to my kid for the first time. And I don't even think we finished it, which is so unfortunate. <laughs> I think she gave up on me. Um, another movie that I love that I cannot wait to show my kid is The Usual Suspects. I love that movie. And my husband thinks I am stupid for loving that movie. <laughs> but I really love that movie. Um, I mean, there's like movies that I feel like are grand and sweeping and amazing. And, oh, the movie, the movie that I probably can't ever watch again from top to bottom because it's the movie I cried at the most. I mean, heaving sobs for multiple hours. And then I tried to watch it. I think I watched it twice after that. And within the first five minutes of watching it, I was sobbing. And that's Life is Beautiful. Ooh, actually, it was mentioned in um, Atlas of the Heart, uh, Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. I believe she talked, there's somewhere in there, she talks about movies that make people sad and kind of like feel like kind of like good sad, get cries out. And Life is Beautiful was one of them. And I was like, oh, I want my husband to see it because he's never seen it. But I don't know that I could watch it again with another person. <laughs> I'd have to be by myself and prepared to bawl my eyes out. Um, <clears throat> so if we're talking movie junk food, I mean, top top choices would be um, popcorn with butter and salt and Twizzlers and a Coke. Yes. 
popcorn, butter, salt, Twizzlers, and a Coke. Now, I haven't had sugar at this point in my life for over three weeks. None. Not a sugar. Not even like honey, y'all. So don't send me Twizzlers. Not that any of y'all were about to put Twizzlers in the mail, but don't do it. <laughs> I'll let you know if I break my my sugar fast. Um, yes. Outside of that, I do love brownies. They're kind of a weakness. Okay. Um, how? Okay. Last one. Last one. How do I make peace with my new friends, which are my wild little gray hairs along my hairline? This is, so this is question six, lest you think I just started asking random questions. How to make peace, how do I make peace with my new friends, my wild little gray hairs along my hairline? Or maybe I don't make peace and just embrace coloring them. I would like to first point out that I don't know why we're assuming that I would understand gray hairs. <laughs> Y'all, I've showed up so many times on Instagram with my grays. I got grays. My mom started getting grays, I believe, in her 20s. And I think it's um, hereditary because I started getting little little, little random grays, I think, in my like mid to late 20s. Um, I don't know, yo. I don't have a good answer for this one. Again, I think the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't know. You don't, I don't know. Don't make peace with them. How old are you? It depends on, it depends on how old you are and if you want to. I mean, I've seen some young people do some really cool stuff with grays. I've seen some older people do some really cool stuff with grays. I currently cover my grays, but I also don't freak out if I have like half an inch or more of grays, of like gray roots. Um, I think just kind of like, I don't know. I try to always, I try to, I try to kind of do this thing where it's like, it just feels like my, my wisdom. Don't get me wrong. There are plenty of times where I look and I'm like, oh God, it looks so weird and bad and terrible. But I'm like, oh, it's my wisdom, my wisdom hair. It's my wisdom hair. So think of them as your wisdom hair. This is the most wisdom I have for you and your grades. And if you like to color them, color them. And that's it. <laughs> oh, that person also asked um, my favorite Oracle deck. So this is interesting. Um, it feels interesting, especially kind of because I know there are a lot of very traditional Christians that don't do Oracle decks. And then I just talked about Jesus and here I am talking about Oracle decks. What's happening? Um, but I will tell you that my favorite Oracle deck is one called the Wild and Sacred Feminine Deck by Nikki Dewart and Elizabeth um, Marglin. I don't know. Um, it is a gorgeous deck. It is so approachable and beautiful. It's divided up into sections of like wild feminine, sacred feminine. The cards are just stunning. They're just stunning. And each card when you pull it has, it starts out like when you go to the book to like read, you know, kind of the meaning behind it. When you go to the book, it starts with like a poem or a quote from somewhere that is always just so poignant and beautiful. It also tells you kind of the shadow side of whatever you pulled. And y'all, there is light and dark. They just go hand in hand. We wouldn't know one without the other. And I think when we when I pull them, it's just such a good reminder to be like, oh, yes. And it always feels accurate. These always feel accurate. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the shadow that I feel like I can get caught up in and like, and, or this very much feels like the message I need. Um, 
And actually, because she asked that question, uh, I'm going to add that to the giveaways. So one of the giveaways for the anniversary extravaganza, and if you're listening to this after the extravaganza is over, I am so sorry. Ignore this part. (laughs) Um, But the giveaway extravaganza, which runs February 7th, 2024, through February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2024, one of the giveaways is going to be the Wild and Sacred Feminine deck because it is just stunning, quite frankly. And that is it, y'all. That is it. Get your name on that uh, LizaHippler.com anniversary to win some cool things, including the Oracle deck and possibly a photo shoot with me. Um... And also maybe a call with me. Who just wants to like sit on a call? Would anyone just want to like get on a Zoom with me for like 50 minutes, 45, 50 minutes? And we could just talk about like your brand or your business or your life. Would that be fun? Should I put that in the giveaway? I was thinking about putting that in the giveaway. Let's do that too. That'll be awesome. All right, y'all. Thank you for this amazing time together. And I hope I hope to see you in the uh, extravaganza party. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you found this episode to be another brilliant edition of the Create Beautifully podcast by me, your host, Liza Hippler. Come and enter the uh, giveaways. Leave a review. That would be amazing. And you'll be entered to giveaway here as well. The two giveaway, you'll be entered for the giveaway. And y'all, no matter what you do, Go out there with intention and peace and create beautifully.